0: Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thank you so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Barringer, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we're going to talk about how to be there for your spouse without fixing them, how to be there for your spouse. Without fixing them. This is part of our listener request series. This is one of those topics that you brought up to me that you want talked about. Now, next week, we're going to kind of stay on the same thread as we're going to talk about how to help your spouse without actually fixing them. So, that's really two sides of the coin that we're going to navigate. Now, when people contact me about this issue, uh, many times it's because they don't understand the difference between internal and external processing. You might be an internal processor and your spouse might be the external processor or vice versa. But quite often, those two types of people can just totally misunderstand each other because you have thought deeply about it on the inside and you've already figured things out and you're ready to respond and yet your external processing spouse hasn't really thought things through because the way they think is not internally like you do, it's externally with somebody they know and they trust. And so quite often when these moments of of conflict happen, I get a contact from somebody that says something to the fact of, is there some way to stop my spouse from trying to quote unquote fix my problems and actually start listening to me? Because whenever I share my emotions, my spouse just cuts me off to give me a list of things I ought to do so that things can get quote unquote fixed. See, you might not actually be looking for answers. You actually are probably looking for a listening ear. I mean let's be real talking effectively with another person about your feelings it's just a delicate art it really is and it's especially true in marriage where marriages have different temperaments or different styles of communication and what that does is when you've got uh, two different people two different genders uh, different approaches different personalities it increases the potential for misunderstanding but the bottom line is is even though we're different we all want the same thing we want marital health we want love we want care we want to be listened to we want to be understood we want we want all of those things and so we want to get to the place where we can be people who can generally share and know that that sharing is not going to be done um, and responded to in a way that it's in unhealthy or unproductive we want to be able to share and know that it's been caught it's been taken in it's been appreciated and that something potentially could be or should be done at the end, end of it all let me talk to both spouses here let's talk to you both but let's first talk with the spouse that is trying to be heard that spouse that just wants to talk things through and they want to do it without anybody jumping in and trying to fix them so how do we do that how do you approach this for success so if you're gonna be sharing number one be prepared before you open up now that sounds counterintuitive to the idea of well I'm an external processor I can't be prepared I have to process in order to be prepared. And I think one of the best ways to do that if you're especially if you're an external processor is externally process it with the Lord. Go to prayer. And that may sound oversimplistic or overly spiritual, but sometimes that we have been so busy getting ourselves prepared to talk to our spouse, we have yet to talk to the Lord about it. But take time and go before the Lord in prayer. Get a journal. Process it in a journal. Because there are times that we are ready to open up to our spouse, but we're ready to open up on such a litany of topics and issues, and you would actually be more productive— by really trying to focus on what needs to be communicated to my spouse and what is the actual thing that I want to process. So get yourself prepared. Number two, be intentional about your approach. Be intentional about your approach. Approach is like communication. It's really three things, timing, tone, and technique. And you have to be intentional about your approach. If you're catching your spouse in the middle of a task that they're into, or maybe dealing with the kids, maybe just walking in from work, that's gonna catch them off guard and not gonna set the conversation up for anything productive or set you up to be listened to. So set up the approach. Number three, share I feel statements. Share I feel statements. I feel this, I feel that. Don't make your spouse guess. This is not a poker game where you're trying to hide your cards and to keep your spouse from seeing what you really have. You need to share I feel statements to own what you are experiencing. It's more than you communicating to them clearly. This is you really being clear with yourself and owning your own emotions and owning uh, what has taken place on the inside. Number four, thank your spouse. Thank your spouse for listening. Well, it does really two things. First of all, it shows gratitude to your spouse for being a good listener, but it also gives your spouse the heads up that you're done talking because if you want your spouse to be a better listener, uh, you should make up a rule that says, hey, if one person's sharing, let's end it with Thanksgiving, end it with a thank you because it's going to tell the other spouse I'm done talking and now it's your turn. And know that may sound overly practical, but it's kind of a rule that we've got in um, our marriage that when Anne is, uh, who's who's the external processor, and when she's talking, when she's finished talking, she'll say, "Hey, thanks for listening. Now, what do you think?" Now she's literally telling me and giving me the signal that she's ready for my response, and which also leads toward the last thing, and this is important. Is After your spouse has been a good listener, if something does need to be fixed, something does need to be done, something does need to be accomplished, say it. Tell your spouse. That's exactly what Ann does. She doesn't make me guess. She's like, okay, now that I've talked about it, now I need something done about it. Now I need something fixed, which is the language I love to hear because now I can be that practical application guy that can come in and actually do something about it. But I don't want to ever do anything about it without first being fully present. So if maybe, let's go toward the other spouse. Maybe you're the spouse that's being the listener. Let's talk to you now. Because what I want to do is help you to be uh, there and to be that listener and not be the fixer that jumps in and really helps devalue the emotions of your spouse and makes them feel not listened to and, and thus making a unhealthy marriage. I want to help you out. So first and foremost, fight the urge to fix. I've had people jump back at me on this one. Well, it's counterproductive to not fix it. I don't want to ignore the issue. Uh, listen, I'm I'm here to tell you that if you can fight the urge to be fixed, you may you may understand something at the end of this process that what your what your spouse is trying to talk to you about is something that may not need to be quote unquote fixed. Sometimes they just simply need to be listened to something that sometimes they just need something processed. So fight the urge to forget to just fix the situation which leads me toward number two be fully present. Take your phone, put it on mute or put it on silent and put it face down next to you or away from you and the reason why we want it on silent and we want it face down is so that no notification can catch your eye you need to be fully present with your spouse they need to know that you have locked eyes and you have locked hearts and your attention is fully fixated upon what they are saying number three be respectful and honoring towards your spouse when they're sharing their emotions be respectful and be honoring don't jump in and tell them that their emotions are wrong don't jump in and tell them that their emotions are silly. Be respectful and honoring. In fact, I'd encourage you to thank them for what they've shared. Thank them for, for what they're feeling. And for, to just jump in and tell somebody that their feelings are wrong, it is, uh, it's honestly dehumanizing. It makes that spouse, it makes that person not want to share again. And obviously, that's not what we want here. Number four, understand that you and your spouse may have different communication styles. Now you need to, you need to really grasp that different is not wrong. Different doesn't mean bad. Don't demonize different. If your spouse is a different processor, or if they're if they're different in their emotional makeup, the goal isn't to get your spouse to be like you, or to you to be more like them. The goal is to create better understanding between the both of you, because marriage is between two opposite sexes, which many times is be between two opposite temperaments, two opposite processors, many times in two opposite backgrounds. There's so much opposite going on. The goal isn't to say you have to be more like me. The goal is how can we create better understanding and so don't just sit and listen with the idea of I don't like this style listen with the idea of being there for them and number five I think this is a huge key learn to restate back to your spouse what they're feeling learn to restate back to them so if your husband or your wife says well I'm angry because this wasn't done you get to say well if I hear what you're saying you're pretty upset you're angry you're frustrated over what hasn't been done and it gives the opportunity for your spouse to really say wow my husband my wife was being a listener they caught everything they they not just heard something, they actually listened to it, and they, they were grasping what was going on. Uh, if I hear what you're saying, you're frustrated over this. If I hear what you're saying, you feel attractive when I say this or when I do this. And get that out there. Restate to your spouse, back to them what you heard from them, and just and lay it all out there, again, without fixing them. And you may say, well, Dave, when do I actually fix the situation? I'm just going to tell you. You may not have to fix anything. Your spouse may have just needed a listener, but remember what I told you that that spouse, the one that's talking. At this point, if something needs to be done, fixed, and accomplished after everything has been processed, this is the point where you can really help that practical spouse of yours is give them that thing to do give them that practice, give them that that pragmatic thing that they can go after and get done and feel like they have really truly added to the marriage and the health, the the problem, the situation at hand, because that really helps them to feel that they have not just been a listener, but they've been a part of the solution and thus added to uh, the happiness and joy of the marriage. So there's a lot of information here, but my my really challenge is this, is if you're the external processor, learn how to go into it so that That you can be as productive as possible and if you're the internal processor or you're the listener to the external processor learn how to just fight that urge to fix to be present be respectful and honoring toward their feelings be okay with the different communication style and restate back to them so that they understand that they've truly been heard love y'all thank you for joining us for marriage monday next week we're going to talk about how to help your spouse without trying to quote unquote fix them have a great week god bless